Hello everyone, welcome to 4630, episode something something. We're quite far along the line now. Are you there, Stephen? Oh, yeah, I was. I've just, I've just lost you, sorry. No, oh, you did, you. we just arrived. This is the beginning of the podcast. We're just starting at the beginning now, Stephen. Okay. How are you, man? I'm ready. Um, yeah, uh, wait a minute. How am I? I always like to answer this one honestly. Um, yeah, I think I'm quite good, thanks. Yeah, you? I'm okay. That's good. Well... Yeah, I suppose I don't want to uh, rain on your parade, but the announcement this week about the pub closures um, has left me slightly despairing of... They're getting the detail wrong. It's it's the whole of Scotland. Okay. Uh, But there's very specific things about the central belt. So as of tomorrow, we can't operate as a bar. So were you... Can you not sell stuff outside, like in the outside sit-down area? Yeah, in the in the the depths of autumn in Scotland, where people can sit outside and drink if they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a big demand for that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the underages in. You know? <laughs> They'll be pleased with the seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's it's. What can I say? You know, you know, there's been a lot of fuss this week about musicians and artists after after what the Tory guy said, which which was kind of slightly changed by the time it got by the time it got out to Twitter because he wasn't just saying musicians and artists; he was saying everyone might just have to find something different to do. But it's true enough. I mean, you know, you're looking you're looking at a musician here, and it's uh, yeah. gig, gigs are a big part of my income, and when you take that away. You only have your seven dollars that I get from forty six thirty a month, you know. Uh, I didn't. I haven't. Uh, I've said off social media. Um, I guess if he's saying that people can find other jobs, he's assuming that people have transferable skills. But I think we all know that musicians don't have any transferable <laughs> skills, do they? I mean, oh, I, 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 I've had jobs all my life. I wouldn't mind having a job at all. That's not the issue. The, the, the issue is more is more for me. The issue is more that there aren't any jobs. You know, that's that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. They're saying, oh yeah, you just get another job. All right, yeah, because there's loads of people who are desperate to employ. It. Yeah, I mean, when we we in in March this year, we should have been taking somebody on uh, to work on the on the in the brewery in the bar, but now we can't afford it. Yeah, and we can't we can't afford to open without two staff, but actually, we can't afford one, so we're a bit screwed from that point of view. Yeah, it's tricky times, man. Tricky times. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Maybe people don't tune into four to six thirty to hear the misery. Maybe maybe this is no. their escape. You know, they tune in to hear Phil Jupiter shouting at you. <laughs> <laughs> or last week when I forgot to press record, so I recorded it all on my phone and. Sounded like I was talking through a crisp packet. That's what people tune in for. I'm going to play a very short song, uh, just because I think it's a beautiful thing. This is a piece of music by Andrew Cronshaw, who's a friend of the show, and it's from yeah. his most recent album. And, ah, is uh, it? Zithers, yeah. I thought it, was, it was really, I thought it was really nice, but yeah. I, I was couldn't work out how old it was. Well, it's just from last year, I think, or even this mm. year. And I'm not going to try and pronounce the name because I'm... I'm uh, I'm too too uh, too lazy, too tired, too. Um... Cron, I think it's Cronshaw. <laughs> I think it's Andrew. <laughs> I made the same joke as you. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this is Andrew Cronshaw with track two from his album. Mm-hmm. 
it's a beautiful wee piece of music. Yeah, that was lovely. What's that you're drinking, Stephen? Um, cantina. Oh, look. Well, you'll like this. I know you're not drinking just now, but it's a bottle of red wine. Is bottle it of red a, wine. A magnum of red wine. Cantina Giardino. Vino cool. Rosso. I want to let that um, look nice. I've only just started it, but I've got, uh, after we've podcasted, I've got quite a lot of work to do. So it's, I'm going to be drinking through that tonight to try and do the work. Okay, good luck. Yeah, thanks. He's pouring his... concentrating on pouring it there. He's pouring his wine. <laughs> um, I had some uh, good feedback. Do you remember last Do you remember last week when I said the, the, the thing about being very grateful for everyone who contributed to 46.30 and, and how mm. I appreciated it and stuff? Well, we had some really good feedback from that, and that was... Uh, one of our supporters cancelled <laughs> subscription. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Yeah, totally fair enough. Um, have you got a song to play, Stephen? Or shall I oh, ramble on about something? Do you know what I really want to do? I really want to be recording these live because I've got so many records to play. But um, instead, we'll play uh, Sam Doer's Nothing Like a Suburb from okay. the Sam Doer's album.
close enough? Yeah. That was very good. It sounded a bit like Beirut. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed all the songs you've chosen today. In fact, I have to say, I think all the songs that we've chosen, are, they've kind of got a theme running through them, except for that one and uh, two of your other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, certainly my ones have all got a theme. Or Funnily they all, enough, they all sound I thought, okay. I thought four of yours had a theme apart from one of them. Yeah. No, one of them has a theme except for four of them. It's, it's the, They're all about four minutes long. Except for two of them, yeah. That are, yeah, it's a thing. One of them's about five minutes and one of them's about three. Um, I was on the beach uh, today. I was on the beach down mm. near Saladite, the Rocky Beach. This is a true story. And there was a washed up um, cupboard door. It's like an Ikea cupboard door, you know, except in worse condition. Uh-huh. And I went and looked at it. I thought, God, that's a, that's a bit funny. It's a bit odd. What's that just doing here? And I lifted it up. And you know how sometimes with driftwood and stuff, you find things underneath. Underneath, there was a picture of Cliff Richard. You what know kind this, of picture? Just like, like a, stuck a, to the an, door. Old, an old magazine picture. Yeah, stuck to the door. So it's, it'd been somebody's door with a picture of Cliff Richard on it. And I think maybe they'd taken it out to the beach to burn, but then the tide had come up too quickly and chased them away yeah. and it hadn't got a chance to burn. Or maybe they had it as a, a raft. A raft. Could be a very small man's raft. Or um, they had got so angry. With Cliff they, Richard. With Cliff Richard that they'd ripped the door off its hinges and thrown it away. Um, or maybe it's a voodoo, a voodoo door. So instead of <laughs> yes. poking him with pins, they stuck his face on a door and threw it out to sea and take that, Cliff, take that. And somewhere, wherever Cliff Richard lives, he's like, oh man, I'm really cold and I'm, hey, I taste a bit salty. That's great, yeah. I really, I'm, <laughs> I'm really vibing on that, Cliff. <laughs> um, I, that reminds me of um, when I was in my second year at university in Aberdeen uh, in the 90s early 90s um, one of our flatmates was a guy called Gedzi and um, Gedzi? You know, you used to, his name was Gedzi Gedzi, what and like you, the cheese? not cheddar, no like no the cheese, like, Gedzi the cheese is there a Gedzi? cheese? no, the, the in Edinburgh a new guy called Gedzi the cheese oh yeah well, it's maybe the same one. Could have been the same guy, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, he had he had anger issues. Yeah, it gets you the cheese. Yeah. And, um, you know, you used to play kind of pranks on each other. Yeah. Well, I, I remember um, putting his wallet in the microwave. Good on you. And, uh, yeah, that was really <laughs> that, funny. That would have driven him mad. <laughs> you know, and just turning the microwave on. And, you know... A microwave, you would just go up and push the button and eject, you know, open the door and grab the thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He roared and grabbed the microwave and yanked the whole microwave up and pulled out <laughs> the sock out and threw it across the room to get his wallet out. Oh, no. So what's happened to him? Is he the guy you're employing in, in your work then? Is he the new guy? I think so. I think we'll have him as head of customer services. I was out with Gedzi once, and uh, I didn't get on with him. I'll be honest with you, I didn't get on with him at all. Well, but, no, um, I think everybody knew that. But I knew his, uh, I knew his sister at the time. I haven't seen her for years now, and uh, and we we're out as as a trio, as it were, you know. 
and he went to the to the the lavatory and uh, her, her name was Sarah and she said um come on James we're going and we got up and left and went to another bar and I was thinking about that just the other day about poor Gedzi the cheese when he came back and then the people who's out drinking with had left her there and which is a horrible yeah. thing to do it but, is horrible. But then he wasn't Have a you very seen him nice. Since? I haven't seen him since, and he wasn't a very nice person. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know. But do you know that Sarah works at the co-op? No. Mm-hmm. What the the she's, answer to the co-op? Yeah, yeah. She's she's in the bread bit behind. Uh, the, so you don't see her very to, often. I never go to the bread bit. No, but you can hear her when you're. You know, how she she's got that whistle. I have heard she that. I have heard that. I thought I thought there was a. Uh, I thought it was a buzzard. I thought there was a buzzard in the in the no, you know, no, it's just, just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's her. That's her. All right. She gets yeah. like that when she sees bread. Wow. Oh. <laughs> God, that'll explain why sometimes the bread that you get from the from the cup looks as though it's had talons put in it. Yeah, little nibbles. Yeah. Wow, jings. <laughs> oh well. Um, I'm going to play, now I was talking to my brother, uh, my brother, I'm sure the listeners have heard me refer to him a few times before, he, um, one of my brothers stays out in Florida and uh, he listens to this uh, show and he does his, whilst he's on his exercise bike and stuff, you know, because he's in lockdown as well. And uh, so here's some reggae from which I don't think he would have heard, this is a reasonably modern Lee Perry track, I think it's from about 2008, and it's called Yellow Tongue and it features Samia Farah. So, say, so, no. Coming from the mountain, house of the rising sun. You cannot wake up someone who's not sleeping. Monsters 
Stephen, I like that. It's very good. Um, I liked you playing lots of reggae last week. Sometimes I think we have to remember that this is a reggae podcast. Exactly, and uh, particularly digi reggae. Particularly digi reggae, or we will lose our yeah. funding from the Digi Reggae Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, I've got some really good reggae to play. In fact. Maybe maybe next week I'll get some reggae ready. Yeah, do you know what? I'll get some reggae ready for next week. Let's do that then. Let's let's mm. let's make next week a reggae ready. Um, what what a, else can a, a reggae ready show? Yeah, that'll do, won't it? A reggae ready show, and if we see if we can get it sponsored by Ready Break. No. Have you finished your David Rodigan book? I have finished it. What happened at the end? Uh. He he got a, he got a job like on BBC Six Music or something like that or BBC One Extra I think it was, mm. and now actually I tweeted about it and I said oh congratulations this is a good book, and um, the guy who wrote it, I you know the ghostwriter, mm-hmm. uh, replied to say something that he that David Rodigan or Radigan as I believe he pronounces it has been given the Jamaican Order of Merit or something yeah yeah that's right but he had to. Um... The, I think it was the Jamaican ambassador because um, they couldn't do the normal uh, flying around thing. He met the Jamaican ambassador in, in London. I th- that's, I think. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's like you getting a, a Newcastle order, man. Key to the, a key to the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, of the brands that we regulate, that our sponsors, the co-op, um, Bandcamp and um, the Geordie Nation. <laughs> the Geordie Nation. Um, uh, one thing, Gunner the Cheese, that guy Gunner the Cheese, um, I remember one thing he said to me that I've always, always remembered as well. He came he came out to my house and uh, he was trying to, he was such a horrible person. He said to me, Jamesy, I found some cheap cheese. So I was like, all right, okay. He said, do you want to give me 20 quid and I'll go and get you this cheap heat? So we'll all buy it. it's worth 40 quid. So I said, okay, that's fine. So I gave him 20 quid and he took it away and he never he never came back. And 
and it was worth the 20 quid. Do you know what I mean? To not see him again. And to not see him again. I paid him to go away, effectively. And I think I Actually, knew what I was doing, and I think he knew what he was doing as well. I yeah. think it was it was quite, you know, we shook hands. I said, see you later. He went, hey, I'll be back in 10. But I could tell him, look in his eyes, he wouldn't be back in 10. And come 11, I was pretty pleased he wasn't back. It's the best £20 I've ever spent. I'm going to play James Wavy from the James Wavy Otoño album. And it's called Soul Music. And it's a... It's a bit rappy. Right. 
So what what about that? Where's that from? Um, it came. Well, it got a vinyl release just recently. On um, Tricep Tusk. No, no, it's a guy in America called James Wavy, um, and he had pressed up a like a limited release last year. Then he's put it out in vinyl this year. Um, I think it was during lockdown, but I ordered it ages ago and it just arrived this week. So are you still selling stuff um, on your website from Tricep Tusk? Are you still, still selling any of the records or anything like that? Uh, yeah, second-hand ones, just new ones. Just Aye, second-hand ones. Are you selling any of, any of your fancy stock? or is it just? I'm selling it in, in the shop. In the shop. Yeah, folk are coming in the shop and I give them a, set, a little set of disposable gloves. All right, okay. Oh, that's great. I folk browse records. And have you been selling um, any of the new beer that you've got tinned? Because you made a load of that, didn't you? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not on the website, but folk come to the door and buy it. Has it been selling well? Yes, actually. It's selling quite well. We, we haven't, st- uh, although we did, although I told you on the podcast last week, mm. we've not we've not actually told Andy about it yet. Yeah. But we yeah. will. And we have, a, the problem with the podcast is uh, we have a worldwide audience. I mean that's not that's not a problem. It's very flattering, but a lot of them aren't in near Saint Monans. No, I don't think there's many folk in Saint Monans. No, certainly who listen to this. Um, and I would have and the the you know where the Venn diagram crosses, where they happen to also be into organic booze. Hmm. It, yeah. it gets smaller and smaller. Doesn't it? But then there is that very nice. Although I've never eaten from it, but my my family tell me it's very nice. Very nice restaurant down at the harbour. St. Monans. Craig Miller. Aye. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, no. Very expensive. That's the part I get to play, paying for all. Um, so I've got a gig coming up. What? Yeah, exactly. There was a look of genuine surprise in his face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen who are thinking... Oh, Is it, it's not in Scotland, presumably. It won't, won't be near me. It won't be near me, this gig. I can't watch Jamesy. It's an online gig, so you can watch it. And it's <sighs> me... And it's Dan Wilson, who goes by the name of Withered Hand. And it's Chris Drever. Chris is the singer-guitar player in the band Lau. Oh, that's right. And um, we, we did a tour together in 2017. And now we're doing this online gig together. So it's on Friday, October the 16th. And that's I think... next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. I think the best way to look at it, is to look for it, is to go either to my Facebook or my Twitter, because I don't, I can't give a link over the, the internet. I can't, I don't know, I don't know who's hosting it or anything like that. So maybe have a look at my Twitter or my Facebook and hey, it'll do, be evident. Do you know what, do you know what I did this week? What's that? I, I took some uh, advice, like digital, no, not for a long time. Digital advice. They um, call it a drug. And, uh, and it is a drug. Me, you know that, have you seen the thing where people have a link tree Yes, I have seen that, yeah. On that. Well, I downloaded that link tree. Okay. And it's free. And then I made it, I, I put it on my Instagram and I linked it to different things. Oh, amazing. That's a very I good idea. pretty pleased with myself. So I could do, I it, could do that be, for my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It'd be perfect for you um, for uh, for a gig thing like that or for to sup with a Pfeiffer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it is, apparently this one is a to sup with a Pfeiffer, so. Yeah, is it? Okay, well, I'll do that on Instagram. I'll, I'll, I'll set that up. I'll set up a link tree on my Instagram. Oh, that's great news! It's dead easy. It's just a you know, if I can do it, yeah, it must be you don't. Easy. You know, I don't like it when you pretend to be thick. I don't like it when you're like, 
I, I can't do this. I don't know how to operate the computer, James. That doesn't impress me, you know. You're not, you're not my dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I can do it, then you can do it. <laughs> hey, uh, how was your dad? Did he was he running the marathon? Uh, he did run did the marathon, yeah, but he only made it three times around the house. Okay. But he, my father, for the listeners in listener land, um, he's a bit older now, but when he was just 70, he was the only Scottish athlete in the top 10 of the London Marathon. Oh, really? So he, I mean, he came, I think he came ninth, but uh, for the over 70s, you understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was over the moon, as you can imagine, you know. He so, was in the top nine then. Yeah, he was in the top nine, but people don't really talk about the top nine, you know. I, don't I know. like to always shorten it to whatever, wherever I am. Yeah. Top three, top four. Yeah. No, I can, I can understand that. Um, so I'm going to play a Chris Dreaver song now. And the Chris Dreaver thing is getting back to the gig that we're doing on October the 16th that you might be able to find. And it's online and, so, you know. But how are you doing it? Are you doing it as to start with the Pfeiffer's and three separate people? Or are you no, no, performing no. together? We're, we're, we're going to a studio in Dunfermline and we're filming it live in the studio. And they've got like proper sound guys and proper mm. video camera guys. And uh, we're going to be sitting around as a trio the whole time, singing and playing on each other's songs. That's really good. Can you um, can you record it for a, a like a um, digital release or anything? Some, uh, audio yeah, release? I don't know, man. I mean, the thing about that is it's just it's not worth the effort because I've got a couple of things up on the Bandcamp, which which I split the money with other people. And it's like every month you'll get a phone call saying, oh, can you check, can you check, have you made any money? And then I have to give someone like £6.26. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't find it worthwhile. It's too much of a hassle, you know. Mm. That voice, by the way, that, oh, I can't do the computer, James. That voice which I've been talking to you, and that's, I'm reading with one of my children a, a book at the moment, and that's the voice of the main baddie. So that's why that's why I've come downstairs. And everyone sounds like this because that's the voice of the main baddie in the book. So uh, I, I think one of um, one of my favourite things in life is uh, not only reading to my children, but the different voices and the you know the joy that you have of doing all those different characters for them, different teddies. We we've got um, we've got a. Uh, uh, slightly possessive unicorn character who's in love with a rabbit and the rabbit's always off she's always off philandering <laughs> actually there are dozens of them there's a little pirate uh, yeah there are lots of different characters in this house you know there's there's a lot of grown ups Stephen who, <laughs> who don't keep that they don't keep that you know what I mean they lose that whereas you and oh, I really? you and I are, you know we're quite happy yeah. being idiots about it but there's a lot of yeah. people who don't do that and they're quite serious and they spend their lives being quite serious i used, yeah, to, I used okay. to dread that happening to me but it never happened fortunately do you know yeah it's funny actually because i do remember thinking okay i um, when when is the point that i become an adult yeah yeah um, and i realized actually uh i do some things that that to the outer world appear like an adult is doing them but i know that it's actually just a a big bald baby especially when, <laughs> especially when you're drinking a lot of alcohol 
I remember being in church once, and there was a. I was there with my four brothers, and not the Zimbabwean uh, dance band. Literally, my four brothers, and uh, there was a guy, um, a priest guy had come over from Africa, and he was looking for young men to turn into priests. You know, and he was doing this. He was doing this talk about how it's your duty to God to be a priest when you grow up and all that sort of stuff. And I remember when it came to kneeling down, I was kneeling down and I was saying. Dear God, please don't ever make me be a priest. I don't want to be a priest. Don't make me a priest. And then that was pretty much when I figured, I don't think I'm going to be a priest. You know, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be <laughs> overtaken by by a desire to be a priest. No, God granted you your wish there. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. And that's that's uh, yeah, that was good of him. Maybe I should have prayed for world peace or something. Did we play that Chris Dreva song? Yes. Okay. You just played it. Okay, I'm just. I don't think we have, so I'm just going to play it now. There, Chris Trever with uh, Scat Flow 1919. It took 20 years to build this fleet, four years to lose the war. What the dying was all for The kings run off to Holland And they jailed the mutineers Six months since the killing stone We were still anchored here Maybe a country rose and fell In Oldenburg, God only knows and all we saw was the rise and fall Of the tides in Scapa Flow We were ragged, we were dirty Our only flag was a linen rag As lank and lousy as our hair Esprit de corps and dignity They ran off with our hope One day I robbed an officer I sold his iron cross for soul Maybe a country rose and fell in God only knows And all we saw was the rise and fall Of the tides in Scapa Flow
just played that twice oh have I <laughs> he's going to be on the phone saying Jamesy where's my PRS check for this <laughs> you know you've actually got you be voice. like Chris Chris don't do that voice with me I will Jamesy if uh, if you threaten me again then I'll come after you I, that is his voice I'll get my neighbours on you as well all my <laughs> brethren is he in the room with you him and David Rodigan. Um, that's a song called Scapa Flow 1919. And he was writing that, I believe, when he did the tour with me in uh, uh, the, the Withered Hand in 2017. Because some of the lyrics sound a wee bit different, slightly different than I remember. So I don't know if he's he's altered it. But I shall ask him when we're doing the live gig together on Friday, October the 16th. Can I ask you about how that works? Do you... Um, so I've seen you several times doing this kind of thing i've seen you with um mm. three crows doing it with johnny and kenny i've seen you doing it with i've seen you doing the a tour with johnny and dan before do you learn each other's songs beforehand or do you learn them as you well this one's different if it's a one-off but normally would you learn each other's songs beforehand listen like do you do you send each other songs that you're going to be playing or do you just learn them over the course of the tour with the with the withered hand Chris Dreaver one, we uh, we got together at Berkeley Recording Studios or rehearsal studios in, in Glasgow, and we had a we had a a long afternoon there, or maybe even two, before the tour mm-hmm. started. And uh, with Kenny and Johnny, it was completely different because we just knew each other's songs so well, mm-hmm. just from having seen each other play so many times, and being in each other's bands and stuff. So that was easy. Mm-hmm. So this one coming up. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm, I'm just going to rely on my memory kicking in about how their songs go. Dan, yeah. Dan's a little bit easier because he's only really released two albums. I mean, they're very good yeah. songs. So that makes them yeah, easier, but, even easier to remember. Yeah. But Chris is a bit more prolific. And yeah, I've put out 
I've probably put like four albums since we did that tour. So, including, in, well, including the YTK stuff, I put out one YTK. Two oh, sorry, YTK, I thought you said he had two YTKs and two JYs. So yeah, I've put out four albums since then. I think you're so, gonna you're gonna have to explain for the sake of the listener what a, what a JY and what a YTK is. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, a JY is a James Yorkston that's a James Yorkston album that's me so it's one of my albums of music and song that I do and a YTK is a Yorkston Thong Khan album which is uh, oh, yes. one of the bands I'm in with with uh, James Yorkston John Thorne or John the Thorne as he's known cause, and Sahel Yusuf Khan who's a Sarangi player from India um, so th- were you were you so yeah, that's quite. You've got four albums to choose from. Has Chris? What about Chris? Is he? Is he as prolific? I have no idea. I mean, he he's done quite a lot with Lau. Some of his songs are amazing. He's got this fantastic song called Ghosts, and um, I remember he he played it once when he first played it to me. We were in the rehearsal room, and I'd never heard it. And it's just it's this incredible song. It's got this line, "But sir, I was born here, so where would I go?" And it's it's very moving song so i'm hoping he'll be playing that and uh dan's you know i'll take any of dan's they're these are they're great writers you know it's going to be very weird being in a gig situation mm. after all this time it's going to be very weird indeed so i'm, I'm looking forward to it i, I don't know and what... not having an audience your audience being sound men or technicians no i'm very used to not having an audience that that'll be the normal bit <laughs> you know i did a i did a tour once with mike uh, with vic galloway and uh, we were in a band called Huckleberry, and uh, it was an awful tour because it was supposed to be, it was it was called a Maker Breaker tour, sponsored by Melody Maker, and uh, mm-hmm. they were quite high profile. But we got offered one during the student union holidays. This so there was nobody at any of the gigs because it was the summer. Plus mm-hmm. it was the World Cup, so nobody was at the gigs. And we did do maybe four or five of the shows, and there was literally no one in the room other than the sound man. It's awful, absolutely. But but then again, it, it prepared me well for my career. So, um, how did Vic react? How did Vic what? React to nobody being there? Oh, jings. Uh, well, let's just say I left the band. Uh, we had a meeting. <laughs> we had a meeting like a day after the tour ended, and I just said. I'm out, guys. I'm out. I, I'm, I'm, I can't play in this band any longer. And I hung around and I did. Um, I said, "Look, I'll, I'll, I'll do any gigs that we've got because I don't want to le- let you guys down. And uh, if you, if if you, if a big gig comes up and you need a bass player, I'll be there. But otherwise, I'm, I'm finished." And uh, which one was it? Was it Huckleberry or Miracle Head that, that was, did a, a JY song? That was Huckleberry. That you, yeah, they did. Um, easily easy, led. Easily led. Yeah. Yeah, and also, just at the end, just when I was moving, just when I was leaving, we we did the patient song as well. In fact, I rehearsed that with them a few times. Ah, really? Yeah. I so. can never. Well, it's not like I try and remember a lot, but I can't remember the order of uh, Huckleberry, Miracle Heads, and then J Wright presents. Well, why? Why would you? It went. It went Miracle Head. Then I had a band in the middle called Agapapa, and then ah. Huckleberry. And then Jay Wright presents. Then Jay Wright, yeah. And then James Yorkston. But you know, they all pretty much no. They didn't sound the same. Miracle Head and the No, they don't sound the same. Kind of loud garage rock bands. Yeah, you should play a song, man. Um, okay. I'm gonna play Well, I've only got two more. Okay, that's got, fine. Uh 
Michaela McRaven, um, who do you have we talked about international anthem before? Is this the is this recording from the live gig that you've played a few different things from a live album that you've no. played a few different things from? No, um, it's it's from a label called International Anthem. Who yeah, I, I know the name, but I, I don't know. I don't know. The, I think there might have. Well, there's there are two labels in America that I really love: Long Road Society and International Anthem. That's what I was thinking. And Long Road Long Society Road. are the ones. Yeah, the one that you're thinking of with the live songs, and it's they're um, more kind of Americana and uh, singer songwriter stuff. Um, but International Anthem are jazz and 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 current jazz, um, and it's people like uh, Angel Bat Dawood and who we played uh, last week, Jamie Branch. Yeah, did I? Yeah. Ah, yeah, on the Beans tape. Yeah, so this is um, this one's Michaela McRaven, who's the son of uh, um, a jazz, an old jazzer called Stephen McRaven, who did some quite good uh, spiritual jazz in the early eighties. And this he's a this guy's a drummer, um, and uh, oh, I'm just trying. I've, I've lost the name of the song. That's what I was going to ask you. Was he the drummer? Because it's it's yeah. a very it's a very drum heavy track. Yeah, the whole album. So this is unit from the new album. It's called Universal Beings E and F Sides, um, and it's called Beat Science. But the the whole album's uh, really drum led. But I, I, the, I I've been buying quite a lot of international anthem things for the shop. Yeah. Um, uh, really okay. Good. Well, let's hear it. <laughs>
Yeah, and I love that, Stephen. I was listening to that earlier. Uh, in my bed, doing some writing, or on my bed, I should say, doing some writing, listening to that. I thought it was a great piece I of I like the idea of you in your bed, under your covers, writing books and songs. Writing books and songs. <laughs> Dear world, I'm scared to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything influenced by Adrian Mole. <laughs> Uh, no, it was just other stuff, other stuff. But, um, you know. There's an album that I really want to play you, but I don't want to play it on the podcast. But the next time we're in the, the recording studio together, the Damon Locks okay. um, Black Monument Ensemble, it, uh, it's just just brilliant. I think you'd really like it, but um, it's too, the songs are too, um, either too short or too long to, to kind of, I feel like you need to listen to the whole thing to get a proper feeling for the album rather than, you know, a snippet on the podcast just doesn't... Okay, so say the name of it again. Um, uh, Damon Locke's um, okay. Black Monument Ensemble. Ensemble. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a listen when I'm... Uh, and one guy I've been listening to, you know, there's a secret track we'll do at the end. Um, I'm going to no. play tonight. It's, um, of course, you don't know about the secret track at the end. A lot of people don't know about it, you know. I think the secret track thing is the... I think that's the thing, you know, the secret. I think it gets people. Well, the the secret track at the end of tonight is by a track by a guy who calls himself Indistinct Houses, and his name's Miles O'Reilly. He's a friend of mine from over in Dublin, an extremely talented uh, filmmaker, and very nice guy. And that's what I'll play at the very end of this podcast. But he he does. Uh, it's definitely not a secret. If you've, I mean, you've you've announced it during the podcast. Oh yeah. A A that you're going to play it and B the name of the song, and yeah, then, and then you tell people all, a bit it? about. <laughs> or if it's a secret, it's a very bad secret. Unless maybe some of our listeners can't understand uh, English, you know, or my strong Scottish accent. Maybe it's it's blowing their or, minds. Or you make a different song, the secret track. Oh yeah, I could yeah, and then say it sounded a lot like the Beatles, James. It sounded a lot like Oh, you need his love by the Beatles, James. Within you, without you. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Don't go there. You, you've based half your career on that song, so there's no point in <laughs> pretending otherwise. Ah, uh, jinx! No, no, no. Actually, you know, Sir Hale's dad used to hang out with George Harrison. Sir Hale's grandfather, sorry. Yeah. He used now, to play in George Harrison's um, um, touring band. He wasn't on Sergeant Pepper. No, the first time that I met Sir Hale. Yeah. He told me about that. But the story that he told me at that point in, I don't know, 2008, yeah. was that he had played with George Harrison. That Sir Hale had? Yeah, no, so, no, Sir Hale told me that his grandfather played with George Harrison. Yeah, he, he, definitely, he definitely made it sound like had recorded on Sergeant Pepper. It, was, it, sound, it felt more like that was what he was suggesting. And I went away from it going, no, that's funny that, imagine that he recorded it. And then I... I tried to find out what his name was and I, I couldn't find him anywhere but I, I it turns out he was a really he was a really famous player oh Sir Hale's grandfather yeah, yeah oh he was hugely hugely famous player when he when he died rest in peace bless him he, he was on the front page of the India Times he was on the front page of all the the big uh, national Indian papers he's on mm. a stamp in India that's how big a name he is you know, he he was way bigger than George Harrison. You know, so yeah, yeah. It, it's it's to uh, India in India. So Hale, when I asked him about the the 
the did he play on Sergeant Pepper? Because he he kind of gave me the impression as well. I said to him, "Hey, I looked it up, man, and and Ustad Sabri Khan isn't on Sergeant Pepper." And he and he said, "Oh, I've never heard the album. I don't know. I just that's what I that's what I've been led to believe." Mm. But then I asked him. I think he asked his father about it or something, and he said that no, he's they they toured the states a few times, and he was part of the band there or, or something. But then you know, my memory is not that good. But he achieved way more than playing with just some Western guy, you know. Yeah, I think I I think that I um, not the last time that I was in India, but maybe the first time that I went to India. I think I I bought music that he'd made. I hadn't met Sahil at that point. But I think I had had music that he'd made, um, and I I looked for it since, and I can't find it. So I don't. I probably I I gave away a a pile of Indian records once in London, so I think it might have been in that that pile. But I've I've never been able to. I, was I really like the classical music he does. Sahel does, and I really like what he plays mm-hmm. with YTK. I saw him in. A, he was amazing in this. It was like a four piece band. Um, I thought it was one of the best gigs I'd ever seen. Was it a rock band? Was it? Uh, it was kind of yeah, yeah, something like that. It was something. It, it was. It wasn't music that sounded like any other music. He was doing a little bit of some of the stuff that he does with you. Yeah. But he was playing with other people who were playing instruments I'd never seen before, and oh, just right, okay. noises, noises that I'd never heard. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a. I wouldn't have said it was a rock band. They might, they might have considered themselves a rock band, but the music was completely different. Okay. I suppose the experience was more like a rock, you know, a lot of shouting and. Okay, um, I wonder who that was. I don't think I don't think I've heard that. You see, the thing is, I'm not really a fan of bands like Rage Against the Machine and things at all. Mm. In fact, you know, and uh, Led Zeppelin, I, I just don't like I love bands the, at all. Rage Against Your Machine is your reference point. <laughs> For what? For what I was just saying about somebody shouting. Well, well, that's what, yeah, about four guys <laughs> shouting and stuff, yeah. I mean, so I'm never going to like that kind of music, whoever whoever does it, you know what I mean? It, wasn't, it didn't sound like that, though. Okay. It didn't sound like Rage Against the Machine. Oh, well, it was like, um, hmm, I don't know how to describe it. It was, it was definitely Indian sounding, oh. but like noisy Indian, maybe kind of Indian jazz fusion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing in the world, and it sounds like you're some folk can. I don't know what to do with that, really. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play a, a very beautiful piece of music by a lady called Victoria Hume, who's on oh, yeah. Lost, who's on Lost Map, and this. I thought this was amazing. It's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. What is it? What's it? Uh, what's it on? Lost map, and I think no. This I mean, was a, what, what is the like? Uh, is it a record or something? I think it was a postcard. You know, they do those postcard releases. I think it was a postcard, but I've listened to some of our other stuff on Bandcamp as well, and it all seems pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll explore a bit further. But this is a track called February, which makes sense to playing it now because it's um, it's not quite February. Another train breaks down 
All right, Victoria Hume, February. Very nice, eh? Right. Yeah, it was very good. We'll have to stop soon, actually. We've overrun. Oh, really? Are we coming to the end of the podcast? Um, I've got one more. It's by uh, Jody, who we have discussed before, so we don't need to discuss again. And this was the other side of that single. Um, I played the satellite song, and this is the other side, called Slug Night. So... Everyone is 
You know, when I listened to that first, that Slug Night song, it got to the end and it went straight into the Chicago jazz thing where there was that massive round of applause and then the drummers started going mental and I thought it was the same track and I got really <laughs> excited about it because I thought this is this is the band for me, you know? There's a guy going, <laughs> and then there's a drummer going mental and then it breaks into something really jazzy and there's an enthusiastic audience. So when I first heard that, I thought it was, uh, it was very good indeed. That was like Suhail's band. That's what I was trying to describe. All right, okay. The enthusiastic audience, the jazzy bit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Except when you do it, it sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lucky. I was going to try and do that clicky thing that Suhail does. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. Um, okay. Thanks for listening, people. Um, I think that's the end. I think so. Have I got anything else yeah. to play? I think you've got one more. No, I'm just going to play, that's the secret track, the Indistinct Houses track, a track called Swings, but I'm not going to mention that. Yeah, don't, it's not, it's not going to be a secret. Okay, well thanks for listening everyone, love you lots, good night. Thanks very much. Right, stop.